Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. This episode of Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow is sponsored by Dancing Heart Art, inspiring women and girls to awaken to their most vibrant, joyful, and empowered lives through the transformational magic of intuitive painting, creative play shops, and life-changing travel adventures. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher mystic, spiritual midwife, and transformational guide. And today, I'm delighted to share with you Catherine Wittemann. She's a mother, a mystic, and a muse. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Joni. I'm so honored and delighted and happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, it's my great pleasure. So I'm, I'm going to share a little bit more about the wonder that is Catherine. So Catherine <laughs> is a visionary artist, and she's a certified intentional creativity teacher and the founder of Dancing Heart Art. She passionately guides women to the truth of their radiant light and innate, innate divinity with eternal optimism, compassion, and love. She inspires her beloved students to awaken to their most vibrant, joyful, empowered lives through the alchemical magic of intentional creativity. She's an an inspiring teacher for over 20 years, and she offers transformational art retreats and life-changing travel adventures naturally and internationally, having trouble articulating today. And she's a lover of life, a seeker of joy, a rebel at heart, and a devotee of love. Mm. Welcome, Catherine. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Joni. Yes. So I know... (laughs) like me, you describe yourself as a mystic. And uh, I know that you also have a devotion to the feminine. And so I would, I would love to start there if you're open to it, just what the, that, that kind of blend of both the mysticism and your devotion and connection to the feminine. Tell me about that journey, what, what, What's true for you about that? Mm, That's a good question. Um, You know, I think when uh, we think of ourselves as mystics, for me, what that means is that I am connected to this vast and infinite realm of the deep mystery, the magic that's always available to us in the universe, the miracles and the mysticism. And, uh, and the eternal presence of spirit. Mm. So when I say that I'm a mystic, it means that I travel in those realms. Mm. And then um, 
Yes. So, but then I don't think, I think we can be a mystic and, um, you know, our, our connection to the divine may not be through the sacred feminine. It could be through, um, uh, Buddhism or for, or through some other form of spiritual tradition. But for me, my spiritual tradition is deeply, deeply rooted in the divine feminine and in the sacred feminine. And, um, yes, so that's how, that's how I blend the two, if that makes sense. Mm, absolutely. And has that always been true for you or is this devotion to the feminine something that you came to in the journey of your life? You know, it, actually it hasn't always been true for me. It's been just a, a very long, at times excruciatingly painful and heartbreaking journey, but it eventually led me to um, this embrace of mysticism, this embrace of a world of magic and miracles, and this embrace of the sacred feminine. So I would say that, you know, it's been a journey of sacred homecoming, mm. and that my journey home to the sacred feminine and the divine mother um, has ultimately been a journey home to myself, to my own soul and my own heart. And it also, uh, oh, it's just been, truly, it has been a life-saving journey. And it has also paralleled an epic quest for self-love. So, uh, you know, I didn't start out my life connected or feeling connected to the divine or feeling connected to um, a sense of unconditional love. So when I was a little girl... I was born to a mother who was just deeply, deeply wounded. And from her place of wounding, she was not able, well, she wasn't able to love herself. And so therefore she wasn't able to love her daughter. She just simply lacked the capacity. Mm. You know, she, like so many mothers, she tried her best. She did what she knew in the moment and she tried her best, but because of her own just, deep wounding and injuries she just didn't have like I said the capacity and so um you know I would say the result of that was this perpetuation in my maternal line of just deep and crippling generations long mother wound mm. that um, it was very very painful and I also had a childhood that was you know, to add to that, I had a childhood that was scarred by the deep trauma of sexual abuse. Mm. And so I, my life as a child was very profoundly different from the life I know now. And, you know, as a result of the conditions that, that I lived with, I felt unsafe. I felt unseen. I felt unheard, unloved. I didn't feel protected or cherished. I didn't feel that anyone knew the truth or beauty of who I was, really. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I felt the main thing I remember, the main emotions I remember feeling as a child is that I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. I felt that I was alone and abandoned and terrified. I was so scared all the time. Mm. And, um, 
you know, this was my world. And I was also, you know, because I was coming from a place of such deep wounding, I was, you know, I was such an overachiever and I was trying desperately in everything I did to be perfect, to compensate for these internal wounds and scars that I held. And so the picture that I presented to the world was one of achievement and, um, and, you know, I just, I was just trying to present a perfect picture, but of course you can only hold that so long, right? <laughs> yeah. Completely crushes us. And so I, I managed to, you know, a straight A student, top athlete, all that, but inside I felt completely diminished and completely worthless, mm. completely unlovable, completely mm. unlovable. Wow. And I, yeah, and I know that lots of women experience that past and that deep, deep wounding. It's not, certainly not unique to me, but I held myself together until I was in my 20s and I was in graduate school. And then just the weight of all mm. those injuries, mm. I and I couldn't hold it any longer. And I just collapsed. It spiraled me into a deep depression, a deep despair, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, um, you know, I remember saying to my mentor, she said, is there anything that you can hold on to that will give you hope? And I said, I don't believe in God. Oh, it makes me cry to remember this, this, place that I was in this dark place I said I don't I don't believe in God I Mm. don't believe in a higher power I don't believe in miracles and Mm. I really don't see any evidence in my life I haven't seen um, much evidence of love or light anywhere and people are so cruel to each other and was just um, it was just a place of deep despair but what I would say as you know as always is the case that you know, from a place of deep, deep pain and mm-hmm. darkness and despair, there's always a gift. There is always a blessing hidden in there. And for me, it was the profound blessing and just the beautiful gift of it. In order to save my life, I had to go searching for something. And so this pain catapulted me onto a... Um, onto my spiritual path and onto my search for the divine mother. Mm. And um, so, you know, it was, I'm so grateful that I had that, um, you know, something that pushed me onto this path because this path has been life-saving and this path has opened up a world of miracles and beauty to me. And so, you know, I would, it didn't happen all at once. It definitely didn't happen all at once. It was an evolutionary process and it happened in stages. Mm-hmm. And I would say that the first stage was literally just born out of my desire to keep myself alive, my desperate attempt to keep myself alive. And so I went searching for some, some tool for healing. And what I found was energy medicine and just um, different modalities, alternative modalities of healing. And I, and I found 
I began to find glimmers of spirit in the world of energy healing. Mm -hmm. And um, I discovered that there are ways that we can lighten our burdens, that we can heal these wounds that we've carried for our whole lives and felt imprisoned by and felt there was no, a lot of, a lot of people and, and myself included, when we carry the weight of those injuries, it often we don't know where to find help. We don't know that there is even help available and that, that there's a way um, a way out and into the light. And so I discovered, again, like I said, energy healing. And it was miraculous to me. And, you know, I, um, I remember reading Sue Monk Kidd, who wrote, mm. well, she wrote The Secret Life of Bees, but she also wrote The Dance of the Dissident Daughter. Yeah, I remember reading that. Great, yes. great book. Yes. I know. I love it. It was, it was profound for me, but <clears throat> I remember reading that early on in my journey. And she, I remember her describing a moment of awakening for her, and she quoted Kafka. Mm. And he said, it was like an ice axe falling upon a frozen sea. And I so resonated with that because I felt that that had been my life, that I had lived in this state of just frozen terror and not believing in miracles or magic or spirit or, um, you know, that there is a benevolent force in the universe called love, divine love that mm-hmm. is responsible for all of creation and that we're all connected to. I didn't believe any of that. And so when I discovered that world through energy medicine, energy healing, spiritual healing, it was like an ice axe frozen, falling upon a frozen sea and mm. everything shattered for me and everything opened up and nothing was the same again after that. So, oh, and one thing, (laughs) I would say, well, one of the most profound experiences for me was that um, during these healings, when I had felt so alone all my life, I suddenly felt the presence this living presence of unconditional love. And Mm -hmm. it was the divine mother. And, Mm -hmm. and, she was able to reach me and I was able to feel her. And what I realized is that, you know, in looking back on my life, that she had been by my side all along. Mm. I was just in too much pain to feel her or to hear her, but she had been by my side all along. The divine mother, angels, guides, protectors, they are with us always walking side by side with us you know, just, just praying and guiding us towards our highest good. And so I felt her um, and that gave me, that gave me hope for a different future. And then then I would say (laughs) the next stage of, you know, this journey there, I, you know, if I look back on this journey, I think there are three components that really Uh, guided me into the arms of the Divine Mother and guided me home to myself. So the next really powerful opening for me was um, creativity and art. And it was, it was, it's part of the reason I'm so like, I have just dedicated my life to sharing this gift with women, because I know from personal experience, how 
powerful it is, how transformational and how healing. And so I, you know, originally it was a form of therapy because I just needed some source of joy in my life. And so I returned to my greatest childhood joy, which was art. And I remember when I was a child, art was, it was a lifeline for me. It was a sanctuary. And it was the one thing that connected me to my, um, to my innate sense of holiness to my sacredness, well, and to the part of myself that was unbroken and untouched by all the horrible things that had happened. And so, you know, as part of my healing process, I returned to art and I returned to creativity as a tool for healing. And then I was so blessed because I discovered my mentor, my beloved teacher, Shiloh Sophia McLeod, mm. and her beloved mentor and teacher, Sue Hoya Sellers. And for those who do not know who Shiloh and Sue are, they are rebel visionaries and amazing <laughs> artists. <laughs> I love them so much. And they developed something called intentional creativity, which is just an amazing tool for healing. It's helped thousands of women, thousands around the globe heal and transform their lives into you know, fulfillment and joy. And so um, intentional creativity, just super briefly, it's the blending of um, intention and mindfulness with creative expression. Mm -hmm. And so I began, I took every class of Shiloh that she <laughs> offered, every single one. <laughs> I began painting images of the divine feminine and the divine mother just painting after painting after painting and what was profound about that is that I felt like I was communicating with her living presence I felt like she was talking to me through the portal of the canvas and um, that was an amazing, amazing experience for me. And it really deepened my connection to her. And the other amazing um, aspect of that experience was that I felt like I was intimately communing with the Divine Mother. But at some point along that journey, I felt like I was intimately communing with lost parts of myself, that mm -hmm. I had called back pieces of myself that had been so wo wounded and so hidden for such a long time. So it was a realization that, um, you know, I am the divine mother, an embodiment of the divine mother. I am an embodiment of the divine. We all are. And so the journey home to the divine mother becomes the realization that we're actually journeying home to our own heart and soul, to our own true essence, to our own divinity. And then that's how I think um, that ties into the self-love piece at the beginning. You know how I said that this was an epic quest um, to self-love for me. And I think yes. it's because, yes, yes. And I, I think it's because when we discover that we are embodiments of the divine we that that is <clears throat> excuse me that that is our true essence that we can't help but love ourselves we have to love that 
you know, I always love Byron Katie, who said, um, oh, I wish I could remember exactly what she said, but if you knew how beautiful you were, mm-hmm. you knew how magnificent you were, you would fall at your feet in awe, yeah. something yes. like that. Yeah. But it's true, when we come to that realization that we're an embodiment of the divine and everyone is an embodiment of the divine, there's no choice but to uh, love yourself. And mm. so, um, and then I would say that my, you know, where I am now, my, the, the last experience in my life that really deepened my connection to the sacred feminine was this summer. And I went on a five week spiritual pilgrimage to Glastonbury and the sacred sites in England, and then also to France, to Magdalen country. And that experience was uh, really accelerated my journey. It was like a quantum leap for me Um, because it's just amazing to go to these places that are imbued with thousands of years of prayer and holiness and these sacred sites that hold the vibration, that core vibration of divinity on the planet through all time, space, through all dimensions. And so returning to those sacred sites, returning to the places where these, the goddess was worshiped and where Mary Magdalene, for example, taught the way of love and returning to these places that are encoded with that level of sacredness and the energy of the divine mother is such a powerful, powerful awakening. Um, It was just extraordinary. And so now after that experience, I feel so much more connected to the divine mother than I did before. And of course, you know, I already did, but it was even, it was even more powerful than I could have imagined. And then again, like my painting journey, you know, my experience of painting images of the divine feminine, going to these places was also a returning to my spiritual home and a returning to my soul and my heart. And so I think that, you know, this journey to the sacred feminine, it's, it's ever deepening and it's always evolving and unfolding. And um, it's just a beautiful, miraculous, joyful experience to be immersed in this world. And for this to be my reality now when it's so profoundly different from what my reality was as a child. Mm. That was a long answer to your question. Well, I think it was your her- your, hero- your it, it was your heroine's journey. It was your heroine's journey back to back to yourself and as you said back to the divine and it's it's it is a powerful story and I I know that one of the things that have come out of your own pilgrimage is a desire to share that with other women and men as yes. well. Yes, yes. Can you tell us about, you have a big invitation and trip and coming up this spring. Oh my gosh, yes, I do. I do. I am so overjoyed. It it really is a heart and soul dream come true. And um, so 
and it was completely guided by divine inspiration. I, uh, I try to lead my life by following, <laughs> live my life by following divine inspiration. And this was a moment of divine inspiration. And um, so, well, I would say, okay, I'll, I'll just back up a little bit and tell you briefly the moment of divine inspiration that started this whole journey for me. So yes, it yes. was, if I have time, do I have time to share that with you, Joan? Yes, and your yes, listeners? you do. Okay. We do, absolutely. All right. So the moment of divine inspiration that has led to this pilgrimage that we are so excited to lead next May, it's next spring, it's um, May 12th through 24th, and it's called um, Heart of the Goddess, a Sacred Journey to Mystical Avalon. But mm. the inspiration for this came three years ago. And we live in, on this beautiful island in the Pacific Northwest called Orcas Island. You may have heard about it, but it's uh, part of the San Juan Islands, and it's along the Canadian-U.S. border. And it's just this magical, enchanted, very pure place. And you have to take a ferry to get there. And so uh, one summer's day, I was taking a ferry on my way to Orcas Island. And the weather conditions were very unique. What had happened was it had been really cold leading up to this day. And then suddenly, it was beautiful, brilliant blue skies, warm and sunny. But the difference in temperature between the cold water and the warm air created this thick, thick mist. Mm -hmm. And so I was standing out on the bow of the boat of the ferry heading towards Orcas Island, my beloved, beloved heart and soul home. So excited to be returning for the summer. And the mist, I really, I could only see like an arm's length ahead of me but mm. then there was the blue sky up above so it was really a really kind of a magical set of circumstances and so I'm standing on the boat and the mist is just flying past me you could see it flying past and all of a sudden I was like I suddenly was transported to a different dimension and I was transported to Avalon and I felt that I was on the barge returning to the holy island of Avalon mm. and I felt such a sense of sacred homecoming and belonging and joy and just this deep deep unconditional love and I was just oh I just felt so much joy and I heard as clear as day it's time to come home and call your brothers and sisters to come with you. Mm. And so that experience, you know, it's been a three-year journey getting to this place. And there have been steps along the way, home, different um, stages in that homecoming along the way. But, but this is, in a lot of ways, the culmination of that experience. But I know the beginning of... Um, you know, so much more that I don't even know what's to come. But so back to the Avalon retreat, it is just, I, my dream is to share with people that sense of sacred homecoming back to their spiritual lineage and their spiritual home and to their hearts and to their souls. And so we're going for the purpose of reawakening 
uh, our connection to the goddess and reawakening our connection to our own uh, innate divinity and to our power and our beauty and our sacredness. And, uh, you know, the reason Avalon, well, Avalon was a place of eternal springtime and wholeness and uh, magic and mystery and and the priestesses of Avalon were deeply connected to the mother and deeply connected to to the earth and most of all they were deeply connected to themselves so it was a time of incredible empowerment because we all knew our un, we unshakably knew our divinity and we embodied that and mm-hmm. so I think going back to these sacred places awakens that memory because when I went back last summer what I was so struck by oh my goodness I just had no (laughs) idea I was so struck by the the light of Avalon and the energy and the essence of Avalon and the goddess and the mother permeated everything it was palpable and I just felt an intimate communion with that the whole time I was there and so um Avalon is a place of you know what well Glastonbury actually which is um it's now known as Glastonbury but this is where Avalon existed um so it's a place of incredible transformation because it's the heart chakra of planet earth Mm. And um, it is this, ah, there's powerful spiritual energy there because it's where the earth meridians, the Michael and the Mary ley lines, they dance and they intersect at various power points in and around Glastonbury and Cornwall and the sacred British Isles, which is where we're going. And so it's just, the veil is so thin and the energy is so powerful and it's just a, um, an amazing opportunity for spiritual transformation and so I have gathered this amazing team of guides and mystics and healers and teachers and artists who are going to be going with me to offer this beautiful just incredible um, retreat this two-week retreat and my I'm so honored and I'm so thrilled because my um, spiritual teacher, Lina, um, mm. of 20 years, who is a channel, mm-hmm. is coming with me. And mm. she is, she channels a group of ascended beings called, um, ascended masters and beings called the guides. They're just called the guides. And what's so profound about going on a trip with Lina and the guides is that they attune to the evolutionary need, the, you know, the deepest need and the greatest healing that's required for each of the pilgrims on the trip. And they'll tailor their teachings according to the need of the participants on the trip. And so the teachings are different for every trip because the participants are different Mm. and so it's just such a blessing we taught a uh, painting class together Lina and I uh, returned to Avalon painting class where we painted our Avalon inner Avalon priestesses but it was so powerful because she channeled the high priestesses of Avalon and Merlin Mm. and 
Vivian, the Lady of the Lake, and actually recreated the priestess teachings that were originally taught in the time of Avalon and recreated some of those sacred ceremonies and initiations. And then <clears throat> uh, we integrated them with painting. But so back to this trip that's happening next spring, that will happen as well, but we'll actually be in the places where those sacred ceremonies originally happened. And so it's going to be so unique and powerful and beautiful and magical. And I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I could talk forever about it. We're going to all, all the sacred sites. You know, we're going to the tour and we have private access to a lot of them. So that will be especially magical. But we're going to the tour and... Um, of course, the Chalice Well and the Glastonbury Abbey, where Mary Magdalene taught the way of love. Mm. And we are going to Stonehenge and Avebury. And we're going to Tintangel, which is where King Arthur's castle is, King Arthur and Queen Guinevere. And Merlin's Cave and just all the sacred sites. And it's just it's going to be such a beautiful experience. I'm so excited about it. So, and, and, and we'll, yes. yeah. Will art, will intentional creativity be a component? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, of course. Tell us. Yes. 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 Intentional creati creativity will be a component. So I uh, received, this divine download, I suppose you would call it divine inspiration to create something called sacred art journaling. Mm -hmm. And we are going to weave that into every day of our trip. And so what sacred art journaling is, it's not your traditional sketching at all. In fact, you don't need to have any previous artistic experience in order to do this. So what I'm going to be doing is teaching people something called soul writing and soul sketching and mm. how to feel into the energy and the light of these sacred sites and how to record that in color and image mm. and word in our journals. And so, mm. um, so the, the teaching that I was given around sacred art journaling is that this journey is a divine appointment it's a soul agreement and mm -hmm. that thousands of years ago when we were all part of this community we um promised well what we did was we seeded energy we seeded light alive with our prayers and intentions into these holy sacred sites and we seeded light that held the energy of love compassion of harmony of balance of awakening and we seeded that anchored it into planet earth to help with the healing of humanity and help with uh the awakening of this new age that we're entering into right now the aquarian age and apparently the promise was that we would return at the dawning of this new age the blossoming of the aquarian age and help reactivate those seeds of light not just in the earth but within ourselves because of course we've carried that light and that knowledge in our dna all this time and in our soul imprints but back 
to um, the connection with with sacred art journaling is these sacred sites know us and they know that we're returning and they've held they always know whoever returns they know everyone who comes back every single pilgrim who makes that sacred holy journey back to a sacred site um, in service to their growth and in service to um, their personal and planetary healing they are the divine knows them and so the energy of these sacred sites the beings of these sacred sites know that that these people are returning and we're returning and so throughout all these ages and thousands of years they've held sacred information and messages and medicine for us and just patiently holding like a loving and unconditionally loving parent just patiently holding this wisdom and information and so part of the journey home is a reclamation of that ancient wisdom that's mm. so important to our healing, to the healing of the planet, to our awakening, to the healing, to, you know, to the awakening of the planet, we're all one. And so what we do in service to ourselves, we also do in service to the planet. And so I wanted a way that people could somehow record that and, you know, have more of a tangible memory of that than, you know, just holding it in their memory and so sacred art journaling is the tool and the vehicle that we'll use to do that and at the end so then at the end of our pilgrimage we'll each have this beautiful beautiful journey that holds the energetic and spiritual record of our pilgrimage so i'm i've never done this before i've never taught it mm -hmm. before i should say my daughter and i did it last summer when we went on our five week spiritual pilgrimage but I've never taught it before to a group and so I'm so excited and and I know it will evolve you know as as we journey through the two weeks and more inspiration will come to me and to us and so I'm very very excited about mm. what you know the kind of healing and empowerment that sacred art journaling can offer people so I'll have more information at the end <laughs> at the yes. end of the pilgrimage <laughs> yes. Well, so if someone were listening and they were feeling called to join you, how could they get more information from your website? Is is it listed? Yes. Yes. It's my. It's on my website, and it's listed under upcoming events. So there's a tab that says "Paint with Me," and then if you click on that, you will see um, upcoming events and then previous events and so it's the first thing listed on upcoming events so yes and your yes, website yes. url if someone's not looking at the um at the description for this episode is dancingheartart.com yes yes dancingheartart.com yes so i and so yeah Go ahead. What? No, no. no, I would just, if, if anyone feels the call, I would just encourage them to, um, to honor that. And um, yes, we just welcome, we welcome anyone who feels called. We welcome you with open arms and so much love. It's, I am so excited about this trip. So thank you. Yes. For asking me about it.
Mm, you're welcome. And I, I know on your website, you also have a very generous, you have a free gift and you have a, an amazing generous offer for our listeners and our community. And I, I wanted to give some time so you could share about that as well, because it's, it's very special and I'm, I'm so touched that you're doing it. So can you tell us oh. about your free gift and your offer? Oh, I would love to. Yes, I would love to. So my free gift is I am, well, I am currently painting a painting called Sacred Flow in honor of you, Joni, and all your listeners. Mm. <laughs> um, so, and when I paint, I use this method that I briefly touched on earlier called intentional creativity. And so um, my paintings are just layer upon layer upon layer of prayer and intention and every brushstroke really is a is a prayer and an intention and it's and it's imbued with the energy of love and healing and this particular painting is with because it's called sacred flow is imbued with a call or a resonance that my prayer is that it will help people align with their own inner divinity and help them move into a state of being in sacred flow, sacred flow with themselves, with the universe, with the divine mother. Um, and so I'm uh, painting this, this painting and it's an offering and I'm offering it in two ways. I'm offering it as, um, well, everyone who goes to my website will get a, a high quality downloadable version of this painting this image that they can print and they can do whatever they want with it and then I'm also um, offering everyone the opportunity to be entered into a drawing for the original and so the drawing will happen on March 20th the spring equinox because I, I think that's a especially powerful time and and then the drawing will be for the original and so some beautiful soul out there will be able to have this original painting in their home. And what I love about intentional creativity is that the journey itself of painting each painting is so healing and powerful. When you complete, the artist completes the painting, it holds the energy of all those prayers and of the entire journey and that energy continues to radiate out into the environment, actually into the world. And um, it carries the blessing of healing. So mm. that, oh, and also, sorry about that. <laughs> Wait, oh. there's more. <laughs> One more thing is a meditation to um, help people, guide people into the temple of their heart and heal the wounds of their heart so that they can more easily move into a place of divine of divine flow and sacred flow and um, connection with the sacred feminine within and without so those are my offerings it's just an honor and a blessing to be able to share that with you and your listeners and with the world and so yes beautiful. thank you for the opportunity yes. i really appreciate it yeah, so that can be accessed on your website, which again is dancingheartart.com. 
And I, I can't believe it, but we are nearly at the end of our time. It's, it's been... How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> sacred that flow. Happen? I, I think that's how it happened. <laughs> sacred flow. <laughs> it, it felt like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I, yes, I love to, to ask my uh, guests a final question, which is from your place of wisdom and where you are today in your life, if there was something you could share with your younger self, and that can be any, any younger version of you, um, Mm. what Mm -hmm. wisdom would you share? What would you pass on to her? Mm, that I love that question. That's so beautiful. Mm. Oh gosh. I, you know, I think the most important thing for what would have been most important for me to know, I think what it's actually most important for all of us to know is we are embodiments of the divine that we're so beautiful, so luminous, so much more magnificent than we can ever, ever imagine, we really don't have a sense of our own beauty and magnificence. And so I would have told her that. And I would have said, um, you know, my mantra is, and it's my website, my mantra is this beautiful poem by the Persian mystic poet Hafiz. And he says, I have this up all over my home. It says, I wish I could show you when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. Mm. And so I think that would have been my prayer for my younger self. And even, and today it remains my prayer for every, every child, every woman, every man, every, everyone on the planet to know the astonishing light of their own being. Mm. Yes, and I I have this vision of your current self, who was your future self when you were a little girl, saying saying that prayer and offering that prayer for her and her. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. That gave me tingles. Yes, yes, <laughs> and and I want to say I am a huge. Hafiz fan and we always close with Hafiz. So before we do that, I want to I want to say thank you for being here with us and sharing your you. your, your ebulence. You are you are <laughs> ebulent and <laughs> like the, the spring <laughs> overflowing with light. <laughs> thank you so much, Joni. It was just a pure delight. It was an absolute joy. I'm just My heart is just so wide open right now. Thank you so much. I can feel feel it streaming out. And I know that our our beautiful listeners can feel it as well. It's it's very powerful. And I want to thank you, beautiful listeners as well, for tuning in. And to remind you, as always, as Hafiz so wisely said, to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.